Diane Arbus was my mother. And I had an enormous sense that that photography was a kind of secret of hers. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about visionaries, women who made profound contributions to the fields of photography, film, sculpture, and the performing arts. Many of these women were radical artists who pushed conceptual boundaries within and beyond the art world. Today's visionary is one of the most celebrated American photographers of the 20th century. She's best known for capturing subjects who lived on the edges of society. Please welcome Deanne Arbus. Deanne was born Deanne Nemirov on March 14, 1923. She grew up in a wealthy New York City family that owned Russick's, a Fifth Avenue department store. Deanne's family excelled in the creative. Her older brother, Howard, went on to become a Pulitzer Prize-winning poet, and her younger sister, Renee, was a sculptor and designer. From a young age, it was clear that Deanne was a gifted artist. Her father encouraged her to get into painting. Deanne studied art in school, but quit painting as soon as she finished high school. Years later, when reflecting on why she stopped painting rather abruptly, she said, I had the sense that if I was so terrific at it, it wasn't worth doing. When Deanne was 14 years old, she met Alan Arbus, a 19-year-old aspiring photographer who was the nephew of one of her father's business partners. Despite Deanne's parents' disapproval, the couple married when Deanne was 18. Together, Deanne and Alan shared a love of photography. Alan bought Deanne her first camera, and they turned their bathroom into a part-time darkroom. They started their own fashion photography company and took on Deanne's family's department store as their first client. During World War II, Alan served as a military photographer. Deanne gave birth to their first daughter, Dune, while he was stationed in 1945. The couple would go on to have a second daughter, Amy, in 1954. When Alan returned from the war, he and Deanne worked with some of the top magazines and ad agencies. Typically, Deanne acted as the stylist while her husband shot the photos. But Deanne and Alan eventually grew tired of fashion photography. Deanne was more interested in art photography, while Alan had dreams of becoming an actor. In 1956, Deanne quit their joint business to pursue art photography on her own. At the same time, Alan pursued acting, and eventually landed a role on the television series MASH. While photography for magazines was booming at the time, little attention was paid to photos as works of art. Fellow photographers who'd left the art world, such as Robert Frank and William Klein, were pursuing street photography, a style which aimed to capture ordinary people and unexpected beauty. Some of Deanne's early explorations in art photography followed this style. It wasn't until she took classes with Lisette Modell that Deanne started to find her unique artistic voice. In an interview with Deanne's daughter, Dune, Lisette Modell recalled that Deanne came to her one day and said, I want to photograph what is evil. Dune interpreted her mother's words, saying that what Deanne was really looking to capture was what was forbidden or had been too dangerous, too frightening, or too ugly for anyone else to look on. For most of her art photography career, Deanne would seek out the places and characters on the fringes of society. In 1959, Deanne and Alan officially separated. 
Deanne moved into a small carriage house in Connecticut with her two children and focused on finding work that would bring in money. That year, Deanne got her first solo magazine assignment for Esquire. She produced a photo essay of New York City portraits. The photos were taken on a 35-millimeter camera with natural lighting, which was in line with the street photography style of the time. In 1962, she started taking photos with a a two-and-a-quarter format camera, which brought out bright details and sharper images. Deanne had grown tired of the grainier photos that she was taking with the 35-millimeter. She said she wanted to see the difference between flesh and material, the densities of different kinds of things, air and water and shiny. During this time, Deanne took to capturing places that most photographers did not step near. She explored dance halls, circuses, wax museums, and more. Through the end of her life, Deanne made her mark on the worlds of fashion, editorial, and art. She went on to publish over 250 photos in magazines. In 1967, she had 32 photos chosen for an exhibition at MoMA, entitled New Documents. Among the photos was Identical Twins, which remains one of her most famous photographs. It's said to be mirrored in Stanley Kubrick's film The Shining. Deanne's MoMA exhibition received mixed reviews. One reviewer called her work brutal, daring, and revealing, while another wrote that her work borders close to poor taste. Following the exhibition, Deanne struggled to book more fashion work. The challenge was likely in part due to the fact that celebrities did not want to be photographed by the woman who'd been dubbed the Wizard of Odds by one critic. Even as she struggled to bring in more money from her photography, her recognition in the art world grew. In 1971, Deanne was the first American photographer chosen to represent the United States at the Venice Biennale. Throughout her life, Deanne struggled with depression. On July 26, 1971, she took her life at the age of 48. The year after her death, John Zarkowski, the director of photography at the MoMA at the time, curated an exhibit of Deanne's work. On the wall of the show, he wrote, She stuck with her subjects, exploring their secrets, and thus her own, more and more deeply. She was surely aware of the danger of this path, but she believed that her bravery would be equal to the demands she made of it. All month, we're talking about visionaries. To see some of Deanne Arbus's photographs, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. And special thanks to Alessandra Tejeda, who curated this month's theme. Talk to you tomorrow. 